From the Ground Up, a Clutch Original Podcast. The stories of the underdogs who made it. There's a lot that comes into play when entering a new market, especially if you're trying to start a business in a different country. At least, that's what Alejandro Lopez learned when opening the Houston office of his DevOps company, Ulfix. Alejandro talks about some of the nuances between the Mexican and U.S. markets before sharing his hopes around changing the perception around Latinx entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Michael Lee, and let's get into the show. Alejandro, do you mind telling me a little bit about your business and uh, your journey here? For sure, Michael. Uh, thanks for, for, for your time. Um, Ulfix is, is the name of the company. We're a software factory based in Mexico City, specialized in agility and DevOps. We're a CMMI certified company, which uh, allows us to be appraised by a third uh, institution to, to um, validate our, our practices as, as software developers. Last year, I started a company in Texas, Houston, Texas. The COVID situation took us uh, all around the world because um, now everything is remote. 100% remote. Before that, it was uh, more difficult to, to open the companies to, for, for remote workers, you know. So we're basically entering the, the U.S. market since last year, pre-COVID, but the whole year was a real um, challenge because we were, we had to um, work with the current customers and also start the, thinking the strategy to enter a, a new market a market that is really different from what we thought it was going to be from our experience in Mexico. I'm really interested in your journey in getting that new company open in Texas because you did this during COVID or just before COVID. Had COVID not happened, would you still have opened and expanded your business in Texas or would you go somewhere else? No, I I chose uh, Texas because of a very particular scenario in, in Texas. As you all know, probably most of the companies in California are moving to Texas due to, to taxes and this kind of policies. Uh, but we also chose Texas because we already have contacts uh, living in Houston, friends that are actually doing kind of the same thing. And they are really recommending it to, to open the business in, in Texas because of taxes. Um, here in Mexico, the taxes are higher than the, in the US. So um, that kind of um, business strategy is, is really interesting because for the U.S. market, it's, it's very um, common to hire nearshore developers. That's people that uh, can do the same job as uh, someone in the U.S., but it's uh, way more cheaper. And it's also, right now, it's, it's, it's um, most of the IT companies in, in Latin America are looking for doing this because of the great opportunity it represents. But we chose Texas specifically because of the taxes, the easy way to to create companies. Just for uh, put some context, when I started my company in Mexico, it took me about two months to to just to incorporate the company and about a month more for for opening a bank account, which is crazy because we were already operating. uh, We were already having customers and we weren't able to get paid because we didn't have an account associated wow. to the company. So it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy, uh, as, you, as you can imagine. In the case of Texas, it was really easy. The, the company was incorporated within a week. Mm-hmm. 
we actually opened a bank account remotely. We didn't even have to go to Texas to open the company and to open a bank account. We only send the, the documents. Probably it was because of the COVID situation. Mm -hmm. They were more open to it, but it was really fast. So um, for us it was like, okay, now we can operate 100% in, in Texas three, three weeks later, right? After deciding to incorporate. Incredible. It sounds like it was just really easy to open up some uh, a new business in Texas compared to back in Mexico, right? Yeah, totally. Really, really quick. When you're moving to Texas, did you encounter any hurdles or unexpected surprises, either with the process of starting your business or with the clientele even? Actually, I was positively surprised because I we've been working with uh, U.S. companies in other states, Georgia and also uh, California. So for us, it was Texas was uh, strategical because of the products we want to develop as a company. Basically, it was a, a, a shift in our strategy because Houston by itself is really, really big market. We uh, Here in Mexico, we tend to address different states at the same time uh, because the market is also not as big as in the US. But the first thing we, we needed to change was we have to focus on a niche and, and we have to have a clear offer for this specific city, which is kind of um, different here in Latin America. In Latin America, you basically can work with different cities at the same time. Uh, there are no really so much different difference in, in the way of culture or how they do business. Mm -hmm. But for the American market, we were taught uh, like, okay, guys, incredible uh, that you're, you're coming in because we, we, we got advised by a, a company there was a company uh, helping Latin founders getting into the U.S. market. So they're very specific on their approach. They uh, work with Latinos trying to enter the, Mex uh, the American market. Uh, we work companies from Mexico, Chile, Argentina, etc. And we all find out that uh, we weren't ready uh, as a first step for, for the American market because we, don't, we didn't have a clear offer for the American market. And we needed to stretch our offer. Like in Latin America, it's very often to like say, okay, I create uh, mobile apps, but what is actually your niche? I can't do anything you want, but it, in, in the US it's like, okay, if you do anything, then you're not specialized in anything, right? Uh, it's like what we saw is like, okay, but we're looking for companies with experience in automobile uh, uh, field or industry, right? And we need you with certain experience in certain technologies. So it's very niche approach. And for us, it was like a switch on, on our thought and on thought process because we were, um, yeah, we were used to like, okay, you need Java developers, it's okay. You need uh, .NET developers, we can work on that. And now for the American market with, okay, we're using these technologies. And, and, and if you think this is a fit, uh, then we, we can work together. And most of the companies already know what they need to use or they want to use for creating their project. So that's kind of the first differences, big difference we found on the markets. I see. Uh, so just to summarize, uh, in the Mexican market, you're you're able to be a bit broader with your skill set, whereas 
as you're entering the American market, you need to kind of focus down into that niche in order to be competitive. Yeah, it, it's not like you cannot do it because you, I believe you can, but the um, chances that you're gonna make it quicker is uh, are lesser because um, you're not focused on something, right? It's, it's like, okay, now we have a marketing campaign focusing on these kind of companies with this kind of size, et cetera, et cetera. So you actually approach the correct customer from the from day one, and there is enough customers to approach. Maybe that's one of the biggest difference that uh, here, maybe if you go this specific niche, probably you will get 10 companies, which is not wrong, but in the US you can have a hundred or a thousand. Right. How did you discover the niche that you wanted to go into? Great question. Actually, that was part of uh, the bootcamp we took for entering the market. It was, okay, what are you going to do? Because right now you are very generalistic, I don't know if that's the word. Uh, but yeah, what we um, decided was, okay, what are the kind of plans we already have in Mexico? We have worked with uh, another American companies via the Mexican branch. So we, we already have the confidence of the companies to, to work with them. So decided, okay, we're working for retail and automotive industries in Mexico. Let's find out if that's a niche in, in the US. And then what can we offer to them? After, yeah, thinking process with the team and et cetera, we decided to go on DevOps tools that we can offer for, for the customers. And here in Mexico, DevOps is not really, I think you can sell right now because comps are not used to, to have these kind of practices all along. So the niche is really harder to find, but in, in the US is like, okay, they already do agility. So they know what agility is, how, how they should be uh, creating their software, et cetera. So for us was, okay, let's put ourselves on the DevOps uh, consulting field niche. Uh, so, so we can have uh, an opportunity to, to open uh, business there. And that's how we decided. Uh, on the experience uh, we already have, the, the connections we already have with the industry. And uh, in this case, something of niche, which we already have the numbers of, of the market, how it's going to grow for the next five years, et cetera. So we decided to go on there. So maybe the great difference here is that for the American market, you have to go very prepared. It's not like um, in Latin America, but maybe you do it just because, okay, I like to create apps and just start working on that. And the market is so um, fragmented that you can actually do any kind of apps and you can make them for uh, different state, different kind of companies. But for the US, you have to be very specific. You have to have a, a, a real differentiator from, from the com uh, competitors because otherwise, um, I think that in general, what I feel about the, the American market is that um, they don't see you as a real specialist on your field. Mm. So they prefer to go for the specialist. And it makes sense, right? It's, it's like, okay, <laughs> you say you have a Mexican restaurant, then make Mexican dishes, right? So it's something like that. Yeah. You're listening to From the Ground Up, an original podcast from Clutch. Not only is Clutch dedicated to collecting verified reviews, but we're also committed to promoting diverse perspectives through our certification program. That's why we're proud to announce our list of leading Latinx and Hispanic-owned companies. 
We've got top-rated custom software, web, and mobile developers all on our directory pages. So come check us out at clutch.co. Anyway, let's get back to the show. I think you raise an interesting point, which is we often think about tech in general, but, but this applies to many industries, that they're quite saturated. The more people gain skills and the more information that's available online in order to self-train, mm-hmm. the more these skills become widely available. But I think what I'm hearing you say is even in a saturated market, if you understand how fragmented it is and you can home in on the niche that suits you, there's always going to be a market for you. Even if it's a small one, you can still build it. Totally. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of, uh, we're looking to into the, the American market to be positioned as an expert in, in DevOps culture. So you can actually uh, have these practices. And for the software and industry, what is happening is that we're getting into what happens to the automobile industry, automotive industry. For instance, a um, hundred years ago, uh, creating a car was very, uh, like you have a workshop and you started to make an auto so, and, mm-hmm. and that's, really um, something that was not automated, right? Right now you can create a, a, a car in 10, 15 minutes from, from the first uh, to the end. So in the software industry, it's happening kind of the same. Um, obviously you, you um, depend on the talent of the software developers, but now you have to automize most of the process because it's, it, it only makes sense. And, and then you can get, uh, faster to the market and you can uh, have hundreds of thousands of chains of the software and, and release them obviously or, or have this release very quickly. That's kind of the um, things that you do with DevOps, right? The continuous integration, continuous delivery uh, to uh, the time to market uh, stretches a lot. So uh, what we're specializing on for the American market because we know that's where our industry is going. Uh, probably it sounds like a science fiction, right? But it, it's uh, really something that might be happened that uh, you as um, a normal person will be able to create software just by integrating components. And then you can have a, a, a custom application, but you didn't have to, to know how to program or at least not at the level that right now most of the developers must uh, have in order to create an app, right? So that's how we see it. That's the technology that it's, it's going with an uh, artificial intelligence, right? And all these uh, trends that are a reality right now. So that's kind of um, what I see that the industry going in general and globally, right? So that's why you have to be there and you have to pick one one specialization on, on all of these texts because you cannot be you cannot do everything that's for sure so you, you have to pick your your specialty and and go for it and and be the best right right yeah i like that sort of uh the notion that things software is going to get more modular and that a lay person with just basic knowledge given the basic components can still start to do something custom i wanted to ask you about competitors Actually, I know entering even a niche can be highly competitive. How do you deal with competitors? And was there a challenge that came up that you had to overcome? For sure. Um, 
in, in this case, uh, the niche is really important because um, obviously you, you, you have the chance to, to live with less competitors. In, in this case, what we found out is that we needed to, to go this way because there were a lot of competitors already medium, big, small, whatever uh, the size. But since most of the companies now that create software as, as a service, most of them are doing a lot of things at the same time. So they're not focusing on something. Mm-hmm. And that's why we decided like, okay, this is going to change in, in a few years. So we will be competing on margin only on price and that's not something we want to do uh, we want to switch to a better niche and maybe we can have less competitors and we will have less complexity on, on how to run the company because you're now focusing on, on one thing and you have to be the very best one in, in one thing right what i learned is that more than getting competitors you get partners because it's like, okay, we're doing the same thing. Uh, we're doing in this industry, you're doing it in that industry, and maybe we can collaborate and, and create a bigger company with uh, different verticals where you can compete as a group. That's something that is uh, actually happening here in Mexico. And that I see also um, as at, um, a competitive advantage for the US market because we have we're part of a group of companies that then can uh, deliver software, but in different specialties, right? So if I open the Houston market for this kind of software and they need uh, something else that I'm not doing, I can just talk to a competitor. But the way we see it is more like a, a partner than a competitor. That's so interesting. I never really thought about reframing my competitors as partners that can help me achieve a mutual goal while still spurring improvement mm-hmm. and growth. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, that definitely speaks to your DevOps mindset. <laughs> I do have a couple more questions. You mentioned that you wanted to inspire other Latinos who are looking to start businesses in the US. Um, and I think you have a pretty interesting story uh, and have given good advice so far. What message do you have to other Latinos looking to start businesses in the U.S.? Yeah, I think that my main message is, is go ahead and don't try to, um, or don't think about it too much. In Latin America, we, we are entrepreneurs by nature because their situation in general is not um, really good. So it's not like, I know right now anywhere in the world is like, okay, I have a, a secure job or anything but um in our countries uh, most of the people start businesses because they didn't uh, get a chance in in a company they, they couldn't get a job right mm. so that's kind of um something that we could take as an advantage for 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 creating businesses in a country that is ready for uh, opening businesses in this case the u.s is really really friendly to to create businesses if, if you see uh, the numbers most of the big companies have um, are immigrant founders if you if you take a, a look at the numbers it's crazy how how is the the number of, of c-level uh, founders that uh, started a company in the u.s and are not originally from the u.s or they are second generations so i think 
probably for, for that reason, when you get to the U.S., it's like you start to see very differently ways to, to create companies, businesses, to connect, because it's something that it's, I think it's, it's in our DNA. I don't know if it's probably, it's not like something biological, right? But basically what I will tell them is just go ahead, have confidence, because it is really hard to, to open a business. And especially when, in my case, I'm opening a business uh, in, a, in a country that I only visited as a consultant or as a tourist. <laughs> it's really hard. It's my second language. I got nervous when I speak English, etc. But it's kind of the process. And it only gives you more confidence on what you're capable of doing. Because uh, you see people like you get to know people really talented. And they come from where you come. And it's like, okay, it's it's feasible, we can make it. And we, in this case, the people that helped me uh, incorporate my business and everything is, is like, go ahead. You're one of uh, another entrepreneurs coming to, uh, to the US from Latin America and they're happy to help you because they live the same process and, and you connect with them in, in, in a level that probably you wouldn't connect if, um, if this was someone from, from your country because it's not the same context you know it's like okay you're trying to open a business here and your your proposal is very interesting it's, it's very important for us to help you because you're trying to change things in your country for first the first thing is like okay, we're opening businesses in the u.s so we can create jobs in our countries and and maybe that's kind of um really motivating for all of the people that it's helping us and in this case i approach the people that are also latinos mm -hmm. that they have like these accounting firms or law firms or uh, this kind of bootcamp that i enter is called base miami and they help us to to land our strategy and actually think about how we're going to get into the market because they have done it for several entrepreneurs in, in Miami. Obviously they, they want to uh, open businesses in Miami, but they don't care and, and if you're actually opening in, in Washington or, or Texas, right? It's, it's more about the culture and, and the networking they give you to really accelerate this process. And I have many friends now that I consider friends that helped me open the business in the U.S. and they're really into bringing more people to the, to the U.S. market so we can change, I don't know, the, the history told about Latinos uh, migrating to, to the U.S., you know? Yeah. We're, we're looking into um, bringing the best talent to the American market. In, in the middle, they will obviously uh, gain gain uh, a better lifestyle etc because yeah. if if i'm honest where i come from and uh, if i wasn't in tech i wouldn't have the the life i have now mm -hmm. because tech literally changed my life uh, if i decided i don't know to to go for accounting or something like that probably i will be struggling now and techs in that sense especially for for now and in, in the covid situation that has uh, saved a lot of jobs and, and created a lot of, of jobs. So, so you can actually be home and working remotely and have a future, right? And not, not struggling right now. Incredible. 
for those who are interested in reaching out to you to learn more about your story, to get more advice about how to start a business as a Latino in the U.S., uh, where can people reach you? Sure. Um, I'm most active in, in LinkedIn. So if, if you search for, for my name, Alejandro Lopez, probably I will be there. If you look for Ulfix, I'm sure I'm the first uh, result on LinkedIn. And sure, I'd be glad to help anyone who's looking to, to create a company in the U.S. as a Latino. I can share my experience. I can share my network. You know, for me, it's really important that if you're trying it, we should see ourselves not as competitors, but, but as a, a, a travelers, our, our passengers of the same uh, boss, if you, if you want to call it like that, right? Because even though we might compete in, 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 in a strict way, we have to have people around us that it's also working on what you're working on. Um, you can share the same experiences, the frustration, et cetera. So it's really important to have a, a, like a support team you know, and, and if you're an entrepreneur in a, in a foreign country, it's really important to gather with people who's living the same situations like you. Excellent. Thank you for listening to From the Ground Up. Got feedback, questions, or want to nominate a guest for our podcast? Just reach out to us via our Instagram at clutchco underscore official or email us at podcast at clutch.co. And as always, if you're looking for a vendor to help build your company, be sure to check out Clutch.co, which is the place for verified reviews and rankings on service providers. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.